The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Eamon, thank you very much for listening to The Hard Shoulder here on News Talk. Kieran Cuddy with you until 7 o'clock. Uh, joining me in studio, the Fine Gael Senator Regina Doherty and the Socialist TD for Cork North Central, Mick Barry. Folks, you're both welcome uh, to studio. It's part of a brand new series here, Common Ground. You're both going to be here, we hope, uh, over the next little while uh, to discuss. I suppose the meaty topics of the day. The government jet is what we want to talk about uh, today. Mick, should we have a government jet? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think it's um, a very hard argument for the government to make uh, at the moment that there should be up to €10 million spent on a new government jet when people are hurting so badly with the cost of living crisis. I mean... Every time you go to the forecourt, every time you go to the supermarket, the prices are up. You've got working people who are having to go to the St. Vincent de Paul just to get through the winter. Regina may argue that if you want a job, you can walk into one now. But the fact is that there's a lot of people having to hold down two jobs just to make the rent. And I think uh, making the argument that £10 million for a government jet, it's not a priority. And I think it jars with people at the moment. Having said that, that's an argument for not having one at the moment. I think there's a stronger argument, in fact, for not going there at all on climate and environmental grounds. But I cede the floor to, uh, all to right. Regina. Okay, we'll, I'll come back on that one. We'll, yeah, we'll come back to scrapping the entire rationale for a government jet full stop in just a moment. But what about the cost of it at the moment, Regina? So, OK, I, I kind of somewhat agree um, with Mick insofar as that at the moment there are competing uh, priorities. And obviously the... The, the solace um, and the attention that our people need to try to support them with the cost of living, whether it's energy, you know, crash fees, student fees, any of those things has to be a priority. But we're a first world country that's competing on a stage like we've we've a very large ego as a country. We really do genuinely believe that we compete not only for foreign investment, but on international stages, whether it's the UN, the EU. We are a first world country and we're a very wealthy country. Um, and as such, then we need to look at, you know, pr- the productivity around having the associated tools um, of politics. And for a Taoiseach, for 15 cabinet ministers, for a president, you know, for the size of us, having a small Learjet um, is absolutely not something that that stretches too far. We need to be able to make sure that the Taoiseach is productive. Sort of like myself and Mick, um, he goes on the train, he does work on the train. I don't want the Taoiseach or any of our ministers sitting in airports for a couple of hours on either side, then driving when they can just use the Learjet, be productive on the plane, be productive on the journey, to be able to get off the journey refreshed and go and do their business for the day and then be able to come back. Every single minister, as far as I'm aware, uh, from my time, goes to Europe at least once a month. Uh, We have bilaterals, uh, we have Brexit, so we need planes to go back and forward. Uh, And the one that we have is absolutely banjacks, and it's been banjacks for years. You can't even go to the loo in it at the moment. Like, it's let the Prime Minister, the Taoiseach, down a couple of months ago when he was stuck uh, in Brussels and couldn't even get home. And that's just about government and officials. And the other items that we use the government jet for are humanitarian reasons. Um, They are about safety and security. We use it for repatriation. We use it for health services delivery. There was a time when there was, you know, uproar on Twitter a a couple of months ago because people assumed that a politician took the jet to a concert in London when in actual fact a patient was being transported, you know, within hours to get uh, a major organ transplant from a hospital in the UK. So there are enormous reasons why we should have it. Um, we then do need to come to the question of climate change and everything obviously needs to be te- you know, tempered yeah. through that lens. But purely from a productivity perspective and a security and safety perspective, it's absolutely worth the money to make sure that we can have politicians who can compete on the world stage, yeah. which is what we want them to do. Make a lot of arguments there in favour of it. There are, and I noticed that you've called the, the slot common ground and 
and I don't think we're going to be finding too much <laughs> common ground here today, Kieran. So I'll set out my case. I, I think it's time to ban pretty much. I think it's time to ban all private jets. Okay, per passenger, these jets use up to fourteen times as much carbon emissions uh, as, say, a, a commercial flight. Six thousand private jets departed Irish airspace in the year before COVID. 2019. And I think it makes no sense to allow them if we are serious about our climate uh, targets. And I don't think you can be banning private jets in that sense and then saying, OK, well, we'll make an exception for the Taoiseach and for government uh, uh, ministers. Why not? Why You, say, you just kind of say you can't make that exception. Why can't you make that exception? Why, why prevent a billionaire using their private jet to skip out of the country, but absolutely say the Taoiseach does need a jet to get to Brussels on time? OK, well, governments, not just the Irish government, face huge tasks in the next decade. They have to persuade tens of millions of people to leave the car at home uh, and to take public transport to work. Now, the key to doing this is to follow the example of what happened in Germany this summer, where fares were cut to a very low level. Or the example of Spain at the moment, where actually public transport has been made free. But government needs to be seen to practice what they preach. And the question of, for want of a better term, moral authority is not a small issue here. Government appeals to ordinary people to take the train or the bus are going to be undermined if government ministers are seen to be hopping around the continent on a Learjet even a small Learjet, as Regina puts it, or its equivalents. That's my my basic point of view. Uh, Again, Regina. I think, you know, so, so there's pros and cons for every argument and, and the climate debate should no longer be a debate and everybody should be doing and viewing everything through a climate lens. So every budget that we have needs to be climate-proofed. Every policy that we bring into play has to be accountable of the sustainability of the planet and the resources that we have. That's a given. Um, and it's a given today because it wasn't five years ago, it wasn't ten years ago, even though some people feel like they've been talking and telling to us, you know, the dramatic changes that are going to come but it absolutely is a given today but that doesn't mean that as a state we still shouldn't be punching at the weight and at the level you know that we are expecting to compete not just for foreign investment but also for political changes across the entire European continent or the United Nations or with you know major countries like America now the little jet that we have at the moment doesn't even go as far as Italy without having to be refuelled and so, so you know do you there is the a really foreign, how do you make the foreign direct investment argument then in the context of a jet that can't reach Italy so what I'm I mean, saying is Abbott Pharmaceuticals didn't come here because we have a Learjet no what I'm saying is is that we should have a plane that should be, you know, allowable to provide productivity for the politicians and for the officials to be able to make those repatriation uh, journeys that we need to when citizens are in trouble, to be able to bring people to different hospitals if they can't have the emergency, you know, stuff that we, emergency operations that we have here. We should have that resource. Uh, and whilst make my think 10 million is a lot of money, in comparison to, you know, the productivity that we would save, we have only 15 ministers. Genuinely, and I think this is true because most politicians that I know um, are hard working, regardless of whether they're opposition or, or government uh, members. When you get to being a minister, your workload just does go up another maybe two notches and ramps. And most ministers that I know, including when I was there, work 15, 16 hour days. I would have gone mental and I very rarely used it. Um, to have to sit in an airport for hours hanging around, it's not like you can just take out your laptop and start having meetings and stuff. It was long before we had Zoom. You know, we want officials to be as, you know, as productive as we possibly can. We also want to make sure that their safety and security um, are 
are paramount. Um, and I know maybe we don't have the respect for politicians in this country that you see in other countries. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that we are competing, not just on a European stage, but on an international stage. And our reputation has to matter. We can't be expecting to compete, you know, at international levels on a shoestring, you know, wearing sackcloth and think of people who feel sorry for us. That's not the way it works. So, Mick, I appreciate the argument that, you know, about kind of setting an example for the public by not having a jet. I would wager that that very same public would get fairly irate when an entire gate in Dublin Airport is shut down because the Taoiseach needs to catch a Ryanair flight to Brussels. Not sure if it would be necessary to go down that road. Just on the issue of reputation, right? Uh, I think the country's reputation is important. But there's different ways of doing it. I mean, we passed repeal, when was it, 2018, all right? certainly think that enhanced the reputation of this country among ordinary people. Uh, Gay marriage, I think, passing that, you know, it enhanced our reputation with ordinary people um, internationally. And I think an Irish government taking a stand and saying, we're going to, we're going to ban private jets and we're going to lead by example and we ain't going to have a government jet ourselves. We will take the commercial flights. And in terms of hanging around for hours, etc., etc., you see, the stories that Regina gave there, they were pre-pandemic stories. And we've learned a lot in the last few years. We've learned about Zoom. We've learned about technology. There's technology in the European Commission building that you know, the Irish government have access to, which allows for the most up-to-the-minute video conferencing. So if Simon Coveney misses the last flight home, right, stay overnight, do the video conferencing in the morning, go straight to the airport and get your flight. We can rearrange doll schedules. It's done all the time in relation to parliamentary questions mm. uh, at the moment. And I wonder, it's a question for Jean actually, because I kind of wondered if she's done her sums on this. The idea that, you know, if you spend 10 million now, you're going to lose that in a couple of years with all the, 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 the costs of the commercial flights. Mm, I wonder how many years it would take it's not, uh, to And that's that. not what I'm saying. And I'm sorry if that's the impression I gave you. So obviously to have a jet, you know, with seven seats in it, transporting the officials and the ministers to their, you know, to whatever meetings they're having is going to be more expensive than having seven officials on an Aer Lingus flight, you know, going from here to Brussels. That's no doubt. Where I'm talking about the productivity savings, apart from the obvious security uh, challenges that you'll have, um, are the hours beforehand and the hours thereafter uh, you know so we have somebody that's actually on a plane that's secure they can have their video conferencing on a plane I couldn't have had a meeting you know whether it's by Zoom or phone uh, either way sitting on an Aer Lingus plane talking to Muriel Pennicott who was my equivalent in France with you know people sitting around me listening to the policy discussions that were like I'm not trying to be smart with you but that's just not feasible and so on a national level productivity for me is an absolute must yes there is a cost associated with it but I want our ministers working 16 and 17 hours a day I don't want them floating around air airports, you know, getting a bottle of Drambuie while they're waiting for a couple of hours, you know, before they get their plane. I want them productive. I want them working all of the time. Um, the second thing is the security. And I go back to the foundation of the state when Michael Collins went to London a hundred years ago. Did he have his own jet standing on standby because the Brits had a £10,000 fine on his head that if things went west and the negotiations broke down, Emma Dalton wanted to be able to have Collins on a plane and out of that country as quick as then. If it was good enough for Michael Collins, it's absolutely good enough from a security perspective and a productivity perspective for our parliamentarians and our politicians in government today and that's my view and the, the multiples of what come back both from a professional reputation uh, and the investment that comes whether it's political investment or private business investment is in spades multiples of the 10 million that it would cost in the first place.
Alright, I, I think I think Mick uh, probably hit the nail on the head. I don't think we have uh, uh, managed to achieve the common ground. We haven't reached it. We haven't been to the mountaintop. Anyway, listen, my thanks to both of you for joining me in studio. Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central. Regina Doherty, Fine Gael, uh, Senator. I'd like to hear your views at home. 53106. After the break, Rolls-Royce are going electric. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.